Coaching Strangers podcast with your host, expert life coach, Stephanie J. Marshall. This call was a tricky one. And the reason is, okay, very soon when we started, the caller flat out told me that she's really good at telling people what they want to hear. And then it sounded like she was telling me what she thought I wanted to hear. And you can hear it in her voice that she's not really feeling it. And it took a lot of digging around, I'm going to say, till about the 15-minute mark until you can tell she's starting to, uh, to get a little bit into what matters to her, right? Anyway, it was really interesting. You can hear it in her voice when she starts to care more. And I'm sorry about some of the audio quality. Not great working on that. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing today? Good. Are you having a fun day so far? So far, it's been phenomenal. So, yeah. Phenomenal? Phenomenal, yeah. It's only like 3 p.m. here anyway. That's pretty good. How, how is it already phenomenal? So, I'm fully booked for May in my web design business. And um, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I finished washing my hair, which is why it's <laughs> not on. um, yeah I I, I had a good shower I washed my hair my deep conditioner came out great so today's been really good so far (laughs) full fully booked and good hair exactly is there like things come in threes is there a third thing you can throw in there um hmm I think my siblings are going to buy me some steak so if they come back (laughs) home with steak then yeah that would be the third awesome thing (laughs) <laughs> that's that's hilarious I love it but eating well is is a big deal these days mm-hmm. so it I get is, it. It is. and so tell me some stuff about you and what's going on and do you have anything in particular you want to talk about no like I pretty much I like structured sessions just because um I, I had a uh a public speaking coach and one of the problems that I had was the fact that because of my upbringing, I know thing I know the right things to say to people, mm-hmm. and so because of that, I feel that I'm being inauthentic. But like people are like, "Oh my god, wow!" So <laughs> I always prefer, I always prepare when it comes to coaching that there's structure in place. So I feel that, that by following that structure, I can be my true self. So yeah. By following a structure, that puts you more in a position to be your true self? Yeah. That's interesting because philosophically, I'd say sometimes when you take away the structure, it can force you to have to think about it and just wing it, which might bring out more authenticity. No, like I don't, I don't feel that way for myself. Okay. Just with my upbringing, I find it really easy to read people mm-hmm. and figure them out. And so because of that, skill it's like a double-edged sword because you can talk to someone know exactly what to say to them and so I just feel like it's not the best of things it it didn't come from a good place essentially so I always like to have structure when it comes to coaching calls because I feel that the coach is able to now truly and authentically decipher who I am. And then that actually brings me to understand more of who I am itself. So yeah, it's weird, but that's how I operate. 
Oh, everyone's got their things. I like that you know yourself, though. But I do have a question right off the bat is what is driving you to say what you consider to be the right thing to these people? So my dad is a pastor and growing up in church, it is like the fakest thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. The most fake, it is the fakest thing ever. And so because of that, it's so easy to read people in church, especially like in organized religion as a whole, it's very easy to tell people what they want to hear to help them, et cetera. And so because of that, it's just something that me and my siblings have innately learned. Mm -hmm. Um, And because of that, sometimes you just fall into, like, that's what you know. So that's what you grow from and you work from and you live from. But I think once I I started taking coaching sessions, specifically with my public speaking coach, she was like, you have no problem articulating yourself. You're not scared to stand in front of a crowd. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, are you truly and authentically being who you are and and yourself? Are you truly saying the things that you feel and you think and not what somebody wants to hear? So I understand this and um, I'll be sure to listen to hear if I think you're just kind of saying what I want to hear. I I do sometimes joke that people who who try and do that and get in the habit, they start answering my questions, especially some of my business clients, as though I'm the HR department. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you want, right? We start asking that. And it's like they're filling out a form of what they should want and the next steps and what would be logical. Yeah. And then they start saying things. I'm like, I'm sorry, bullshit. I don't believe you actually really want that. You sound bored just telling me about it. So... I will try and call you out from hearing that. So I know that you want clean hair and you want your web design business to be booked in May, but let's go longer than that. What do you really want long? Like how much thought have you given to what you want either? Like let's say the end of this, let's start with the end of 2020. For Um, real. Outside, number one. (laughs) Um, I think the biggest thing I want to, I want to do, I want to travel. I really want to get out of, the space I'm in right now and go mm-hmm. into other spaces and meet different people. So quarantine has really taught me that um, there's so many different people out there and so many different ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. So I think my big goal and my big plan is to be able to do that, to be able to, to be go able out. able to do that or to be, to do that, to like have a ticket in hand or be somewhere. You know what? Yeah, I want to have a ticket in hand and, and go somewhere. Ticket and, in hand and yeah. a plan. Okay, what's your number one fantasy about where to go? You know what? I said, if I said to you, I have a plane ticket right now, but you need to decide in the next like minute or two where it's going to be too. Oh, that's hard. Um, I think it would be, I think it'll be my hometown of London, England. I think that would be, and I think that's the safe choice for me right now. That's the and, safe And choice. why? Why do you want to go there? Um, I want to reconnect with my roots. So I want to reconnect with my family and my culture, because I feel that if I were to go all the way back to like my ancestral home in Ghana, West Africa, that would be like a mega, mega culture shock. (laughs) So um, London, England is kind of more like the halfway point for me, because there is still like this massive Ghanaian British community there. And I have- Look, I'm, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get that. I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you right here. And just say that you know how to say what people are expecting of you to say. And that's kind of your easy autopilot, right? 
Yeah. And then you start and saying you want to like meet people and see new places and have that kind of that rush of the new. And then you're going back to playing it safe. Yeah. You know what? Ghana would be a culture shock, but why wouldn't that be kind of a more fun though? That's a good point. Why not aim for it right away? Um, I just feel I like doing things in steps and stages. So I haven't been back to London in like almost two decades. So I think that is me easing into doing the scary things. Okay, that makes sense. But it sounds like if if you're careful about what people are going to say and saying the right thing, is that just another example of you playing it very safe? Or being in control, rather? Do you like to be in control? Yeah. Okay. Is that generally a helpful thing or is it something that gets in your way? Um, so far, so good. It hasn't really had any detriment so far. So I don't know if it's, I don't know what would happen if I didn't have control. Okay. Something to think about. And I'm not saying go to Ghana, you have to do that. I just want you to think about the why not, because sometimes it's, kind of fun to get knocked completely into a culture shock. Yeah. And actually, Ghana's probably going to be a bit of a culture shock from the UK as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. I think it'll be nice to kind of do like everywhere all at once. Okay. Does that make sense? So yeah, like, it does. yeah, do London, then do Europe, then do Middle East, then do Asia and come home to Ghana. Yeah. That sounds fun. Can I come? (laughs) Awesome. Let's just plan a vacation. No. um, Okay. So that's a pretty huge thing to want by the end of the year. I don't think that's something I'd want by the end of the year, but I definitely think it's something I'd want within three years. Okay. Back to then the end of this year, would you want ticket in hand for at least one trip the end of this year, then maybe come back and then plan for a really big trip down the line? Yeah, I can see that. Would you work when you're away? hundred percent. Like my clients are all over the world. So I just need internet essentially. But I think the whole, I haven't really come to term. I don't really, I don't know. You know what it is for me? For me, it's that, as someone who hasn't traveled extensively, it just seems massive to want to travel the world as a digital nomad. It just seems too big. And why will it not seem too big in three years? Because of the trajectory of my business. So my business is doing better right now. And because of that, it's easier to save and therefore easier to have like a cushion and easier to Like I figured out how to get clients, keep clients, get bigger ticket clients, service clients. So my business is in a better place. Therefore, I have more freedom and more flexibility. Okay. This is all very logical and it makes a lot of sense. And if I were to ask you right now, (laughs) I'm trying to just uh, look for the bullshitting angles. How certain are you that you're going to follow through on this? What would you tell me percentage wise? I would say it's 50-50 right now. Okay. 
How much do you want it? Uh, I'll say 40%. It's not a lot, actually. No, it's not. Okay, let's find What do you want? More than that. Sure. Okay, so you want to travel, and that can be a part of a lot of different things in life. What thrills you the most in life these days? Like, what really makes you happy? Is there something? Um, I would say learning new things. Can you give me an example? So right now, I'm learning French, and I'm also learning about tea oh cool yeah are you becoming a tea sommelier um no but that sounds really cool look it up I have a friend who's uh about to who's going through that training right now and it's uh super involved and intense French and tea do you really enjoy that like what do you tell me a bit more about that you know what it is? I've always loved drinking tea. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel that going back to that first, the first part of our conversation where I was talking about how it's really easy for me to, to like tell people what they want to hear. I feel that sometimes because of that, I haven't been truthful to myself. But I also mm-hmm. feel that COVID-19 has impressed upon me to go deeper into the things that I like. Mm-hmm. So... I looked at what I liked and I found that in the past, I used to say that my hobby was to play piano, but then I stepped in front of a piano like last week and I couldn't remember anything. And so I'm like, well, that's not a a hobby anymore. So that was kind of like the crutch that I had that was a part of my identity. So I looked at myself, I'm like, what is something like I'm always doing, always talking about even instinctively, like without any pressure from anyone. And I always drink tea. So I'm like, okay, how about we just go deeper into tea? Because I drink tea every day. I make tea all the time. I buy so much tea. So I was like, okay, let's learn about the different types of tea and let's go deep into tea. And I think that comes from this place of me feeling that I don't know how to learn anymore. And that's really scary to me. Okay. Are you having fun with the tea stuff? Yeah, I am. And then where did the French come from? So when I first moved to Canada, French class like totally scared me. But then when I was living in London, when I was younger, I always had this like dream to travel to Paris. So French is kind of my way to travel to Paris. I'll tell you the real thing's way more fun than learning French. So let's get, make sure you get that ticket going (laughs) and go there. For sure, for sure. Uh, most of my family is in France, actually. Oh, yeah. interesting. So, and is it is the French part satisfying you, or does it feel like just something good to do that you're that feels productive? Um, I want to. I say it does satisfy me. Like when <laughs> when I do practice French, I want to strive to be better at it. So it's that striving. Do you enjoy the striving thing? And are you getting a bit of that with learning about tea as well? That whole, ooh, I want to get better? Yes, 100%. Are you pretty good at your web design stuff now? So it's not as exciting that way? No, I'm, I'm really good at my web design stuff. Yeah. But I always want to be better. I, I always want to try crazier designs. I always want to deal with 
different languages. That's another thing that I want to go deeper into, but it's been like, because business is taking off so much, I've kind of felt that I haven't been able to learn new things in my business because everybody just wants more of the same. They want the same stuff over and over and over and over again. And so I've gotten better at doing it, but I think that my work isn't as challenging as it used to be. Is there something where you could change so that you keep doing the stuff that's bringing out the creativity and the learning and the growth in your business? So one thing that we're planning on doing is we, we told ourselves as a company, we're like, okay, if we have, if we continue the way we're going for a quarter where we're consistently beating our sale, our weekly sales goals, we'll start outsourcing. So when we start outsourcing, that's what I think because I wouldn't be in the business so much, I can kind of take some of the time out to learn new languages and be challenged and then go to another level in the services that I provide my clients. Do you have big, uh, big audacious goals for your business? 100%. Yes. Listen to your voice when you talked about that, by the way. You just sounded way more excited there than in telling me about anything involving tea or about French or travel, frankly. But the thing, that's the problem. The problem. Why is that a problem? I don't want my identity to be my business. Okay. But, it, but trying to fake it with going, well, I should find something and liking it, but not like feeling as excited about it is something to recognize. Right. right? But like, I feel that I've just started to learn things. So obviously, if I've just started something, I'm not going to be like, I just started. So I don't know. Were you in, were you meh when you started doing, building your business or were you like, okay, I want to have a business and I want it to be amazing. (sighs) That story is so long, but essentially I didn't start out wanting to do this business. This business was born out of necessity, but it met my underlying repressed childhood need to be an artist. So it just fits. Where else are you an artist in your life? Um, I make everything cool. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. But I just... love that sentence, though. I make everything cool. Is it, does that mean a lot to you? Do you take that very seriously? I do. I really do. Can you think of an example outside of business that would help me understand a bit? Yeah, so... Like when I cook, like I can literally turn anything into like an edible meal. So I would go in the kitchen and like my siblings would literally be like, there's nothing to eat. And I would literally look in the fridge, look in the freezer and come up with this like amazing, delicious meal. And everyone would be like, where did you get that? And I'm like, it was in the fridge the whole time. You didn't look. Oh, I like that. Do you do that in other places too, where people are like, how did you pull that off? I didn't think we had the resources or the, the this or that to pull this off. And then you're like, here we go. Um, I think, I think so. But again, like it, I always hear that when it comes to my work and my business. Do you feel the satisfaction in doing that? Like you hear that, yes, but do you kind of know it's true about yourself? I do know it's true, but it's just like, that's all I hear. 
Okay, so you hear that in work, you hear that in cooking from your siblings, but you don't want your identity to be wrapped up in the work stuff too much. You want to make sure there are things outside of that that you're feeling really passionate about and growing. Is that what I'm hearing? That is exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Sounds like you're on the risk of getting bored with your life other than when you get the work rushes. Yeah, I can see that. What's your social life like? I don't have one. Do you want one? I do. Okay, what if you approach that with kind of like, I know how to pull things off magic? I was going to do that and then Corona happened. <laughs> They're still talking to people. I'm not going to buy that as an excuse. Changes things, but I've found that with the pandemic, people aren't having new problems per se, but everything's amplified and there are still ways to work around it. It's just such a convenient oh, global pandemic. Can't do it anymore this way right? But it's the similar things that are bothering people. And as you, you were saying that being locked in, it is forcing us to look at ourselves a little bit more, right? Mm. So, okay. Tell me about your uh, fantasy social life. Let's go into that. Partners, friends, like tell me a bit more about what you would like to have. You've been busy working and building, you know, you're starting to build your empire. So I get you're busy, but what would you like? I think I'd like to have a group of friends who understand the striving and also like are open to trying new things. I don't really know how to answer that question because I've never had a social life before. And why do you think that is? So... I don't know. I've just like my I don't know. I just feel that my life has kind of been for my family. And so because of that, I've left my life kind of to the side. Mm -hmm. Now, can you imagine a possibility of still feeling as connected to your family, but also starting to grow the connections you have so that there are more as well? Or does it seem like it would one would take you away from the other? One would take me away from the other, but I'm not, I'm working on doing that because it's necessary. <laughs> you get to choose what you want right it is it, whether you think it's necessary or not if you don't want it you're not going to have the same drive to do new things because if you haven't been doing this in the past it's going to be uncomfortable for you right new things tend to be and actually making real connections with people it's not about being rude and telling them what they don't want to hear but it is definitely not about just knowing what they want to hear. Clearly people like you, you know how to do that, right? It's about you actually finding people who you enjoy and like you feel great spending time with them. People who challenge you in ways that you're like, wow, that it's not about you just telling them what they want to hear. Right. So is that going to be weird trying to engage with people and just making sure constantly that you don't have the thing on just telling them what they want to hear? 
I think it's going to be interesting. I think I've started kind of to do that now. So I started like a challenge, a couple of like when I'd say like halfway through the pandemic where I was like, I would do daily Zoom calls with different people who I've never Mm -hmm. met before. Mm -hmm. And that was fun because I think it was really about practicing active listening. And yeah, so I think that I'm on the right track. I just wish I could do this in person. Yeah, yeah. Are you still doing Zoom calls regularly with people that you don't know? I mean, I'm one, so I count today. Yay. Yeah, you do count today. You totally do count today. So, like, the past two weeks, I haven't, again, because, like, work has been so blessed. But I want to, like, to this weekend, I was like, okay, um, I'm good for the month in terms of work. So let's focus on, like, building connections. And so this weekend, I was planning to, like, go into some Facebook groups and put the in the invite out to people and be like hey doing daily zoom sessions again anyone who wants to like just chat let me know so it's on the docket for the near future or for the present like in the next couple of days hours kind of situation i have a question what would make you a good friend um what would make me a good friend um i'm dependable Almost to a fault. And that's really annoying. Um, How is it annoying? It's annoying because I think I give people too many chances because I extend grace because I understand grace. And so I feel that I give people grace because at one point in time, someone gave me grace. But I think sometimes people take advantage of that but I still think it's a good character trait that I have. So dependability, I think, is a big one. Um, I'm always down to, like, brainstorm and see different aspects of how things can come to be. And I think sometimes, I think that that's a good aspect to having a friend who someone's giving a different perspective and looking at things from different avenues and situations. I think those would be, like, my two top friend traits. Okay, so dependable and always down to brainstorm what would you want in friends okay actually no that's not what I'm wanting to ask because I'm trying to get to something that's harder to define so these are tough questions and I'm just poking in your brain okay how do you think your life would feel different if you had a social life as well um feel how would it feel different It would feel more, I think, fresh. I think the word is fresh. It would feel fresher. So maybe by that you mean new, um, new stuff going on, just in the in interactions, so there's new thoughts and new things going on? Yeah. Like adding a layer of that? Yeah. Okay. How would having friends make it fresh in a way that you starting a new hobby doesn't make it fresh? Because theoretically, you could say, oh, I'm learning French. I'm going to do everything in French from now on. There, fresh. You know, everything's different. Are you craving connection with new people? 
I think so. Is it making you feel vulnerable to say that out loud? No, it doesn't. But I think it's just accepting that. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're like doing some Zoom calls. And part of like the first thing, if you haven't been doing it in the past, it is it is. You know, the same as dating. It's a little bit of putting yourself out there and seeing what's how you feel about things, right? It's so not a perfect science. It's just um, experimentation. Yeah. But I would definitely keep an eye on what you have to give to people. Mm -hmm. It's about looking for the people who are looking for you as well. It's not a pass or a fail. I get that. But I just sometimes kind of feel that... um... Like, I had this conversation with my sister, and I don't know, like, sometimes I feel that, I mean, I could be totally self-absorbed, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I just sometimes feel that when I start talking about myself, like, I don't want to talk about myself, because people then, I don't know, I just feel like they, they get... I don't know. I just feel like they get like, oh my gosh, like you're doing such amazing things. And I don't want that. What does that mean when they're saying, when people say that, how does it make you feel? What's the feeling that comes up for you? I'm curious. It makes me feel that again, like I'm just being praised for being a good business person. And that's annoying. Because I don't, I don't want to be just known for, like, that. So you, your thought about that is that they're only seeing you because you're doing so well? That's all they're seeing in you? Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, I'm learning French, too. And, like, I'm learning, I like tea and stuff and ice cream. Let's I like talk, ice cream. Let's talk about that, you know, but I don't know. It's just sometimes it's frustrating. And like, I I hear the point where you say, um, like, what can you give as a friend? Yeah. And I think it's really something to think about. I want to just carry this a second further. Your thought, you're in a circumstance where you're talking to people who might or might not become friends, okay? Mm -hmm. It's a neutral circumstance. That's neither good nor bad. And you're in the circumstance and people are saying, oh, wow, that's so great. Everything you've done with your business and all the clients and blah, blah, blah. Right. That's mm-hmm. the circumstance. Your go to thought is they only see me as this business person. They're not seeing all the stuff in me. And then you feel frustrated. And when that happens, what are your actions? Do you kind of retreat or stop talking to them? Or what do you do when that, when you feel frustrated? I just tell them what they want to hear, which is like going to learn more about my business. So you revert to what's safe and has been approved. Um, I wouldn't say that. I mean, okay. Like, why would you say it's safe and approved? Because it's approved in the sense that you're telling them what they want to hear. And you know exactly how that turns out. Right. They like you and then you're not deeply connecting, blah, 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 same shit, different day. I can see that. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Okay. And the results is no change. Okay. So if you're meeting someone new and you probably meet a lot of interesting people because of work one way or another. And also we live in a society that does value that, whether we think that's a good thing or not a good thing, whatever it's, it's a truth. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the other truth is you're kicking ass in the business. And that is, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. That's great. And it might be because of how you meet them or whatever. It might be one of the very first things they learn about you. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. And most people enjoy having people recognize that they do well, as you know, because you know what people like to hear. That's never been your problem. Your interpretation of them is so limited. I want to ask you a question. How else... Could you think about them saying that? Like, what other thoughts could you have in that situation that might be equally true? There's admiration, I guess. Um, What else? I may not be asking this well. I'll give you one example. You could be, first of all, thinking about them Mm -hmm. with curiosity. Because the way you're approaching what they're saying is you're making it all about you and what they think of you. Mm-hmm. You're not even thinking, well, what are they like? Maybe they're maybe their business is kicking ass more than yours. Yeah. Maybe they're really interesting. That's true. Maybe they're a T sommelier who's fluent in French. And you're not even gonna find that out. Yeah, that's a fair analysis. What do you think you'd be thinking if you were genuinely curious about them? Um, I'd like to know what they did in their spare time. Do you ever ask? I haven't had many opportunities to do so. Because you know what? You can also, if you're saying this sincerely, you could always ask questions like, I feel like I'm talking about work too much with everybody I meet. So tell me something about you that has nothing to do with work. What's going on in your world that has nothing to do with work, right? Yeah. Or why not tell them, thank you, I really appreciate that. But you know what? My head's been in work for the last week without stopping. Let's talk about something outside of work. I'm learning about tea. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, this is, this is really good. And then they might be like, I hate tea. I like Diet Coke. But hey, I know about that. Like, the thing is, when you're curious about others, you're going to find what's interesting about them. Mm-hmm. If you're just thinking about what they're thinking about you, and then on top of it all, judging them for it. going to be really hard for you to feel connection that's true and there's so many interesting people out there mm-hmm. i will say this though sometimes it's hard to get to it get to what what's interesting about them actually i think i put it on the, one of the taglines of this podcast everybody has a good story if you ask the right questions yeah right What if you started to approach people by saying, I'm going to figure out what's interesting about them? Right? Mm -hmm. You like to excel in things. Mm -hmm. So you know what people want to hear. What if you decided you want to excel in finding out what's interesting about everybody? That sounds like a good challenge. A little bit different, right? And that will serve you so well when you go traveling. Yes. It's much easier to connect to people if you find out what's interesting about them. Mm -hmm. 
then you can take it too far and wind up having a business solely based on the fact that you love finding out what's interesting on Be About People. That's what happened to me. But anyway, from your approach, I think that might be more relaxing for you as well. If you look at them as a bit of a puzzle and to find out. I agree. Okay. Well, good luck with that piece. <laughs> what are you, are you going to do that on your next Zoom calls? Try and figure that out a little bit more? For sure. I, I totally will. I'm going to like, after this call, I'm going to go on a couple of Facebook groups, get some calls booked and see what happens. Um, actually, the last person I, I coached was talking about uh, making friends as an adult can be a bit more difficult, right? And I, I do hear that a lot. And I think it would be easier for everyone if people just started admitting it going, hey, I focused too much on work and didn't have as much of a social life for a while. And I need to fix that. Who else is looking to like, get to know people more. People think it sounds so dorky at the same time. It's official. There are a lot of people who are like, oh, I used to have a lot of friends. Now I don't, or I forgot to, or you know what? I've outgrown some of my friends because that happens as people grow and change. Sometimes you outgrow people. I think a little bit of vulnerability. People love it when somebody else puts things like that out there because they're like, thank God, me too. I need to know a few more people. Mm -hmm. I love it. Cool. That'll make it even more fun to travel. Yes. You might even look into the tea sommelier stuff. That's the type of thing where you also might meet people and tell them I'm doing stuff because I don't want to only be working, but I also really like tea. Lots of ideas here. Are you bullshitting me? No, I'm not. I'm like just table checking. Taking <laughs> <laughs> a lot of notes. Like I have a lot of Facebook groups to go and uh, ask for that. Cool. I set up a scheduler. <laughs> <laughs> Here's like the tough part though. I want you to check your attitude when you're going into these conversations. If you're feeling any bit of that little bit of arrogance or whatever, that's about you, not about them. Mm -hmm. But the second you start going, well, I'm way smarter than them or, or anything that's kind of comparing yourself in that, you know, the judgment feeling. Mm -hmm. It's familiar, right? Yeah. Check yourself when it's that because like, it's about you, right? So if you're feeling you're having these calls and you're finding any judgment, that's a really great time to say, Hey, what am I not maybe thrilled with about myself right now? Mm. I can see that. And as soon as you admit it, then it's less scarier in the long term because you've acknowledged it, right? We spend a lot of time avoiding what we don't like about ourselves and the energy and effort that goes into avoiding what we don't love about ourselves is often more energy than would be required to address it. Humans are weird. I get it. This has been awesome. I'm so glad. I'm looking forward to hearing about your crazy social life. If you attack that with the same like enthusiasm and like dedication, clearly to grow a global like web design business, I know it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, that's true. And haven't you had to figure things out as you grow your business? Some things have worked and other things probably haven't worked. That's true. And then you've had to pivot and change and kind of figure it out. That is true too. I just want to remind you, you haven't been focused on connecting with people outside of your family. So some things might feel really awkward at first and might not work. That like doesn't what? mean 
like you might just be like, oh, these conversations feel awkward and stilted and I'm not connecting or feels like a business interview or it might feel unnatural a little bit for you as you adjust mm-hmm. trying to feel more, to share more and to, right? Because it's not natural for you and that's okay. Okay. I just don't want you to think you're failing if that's happening because the same way you had to learn to build your business and there were mistakes sometimes but now look at where you are same shit anything we learn mm-hmm. you know like you're not fluent in French right now that's okay right that is okay yeah same with this I just threw a whole bunch of ideas at you out of nowhere you weren't planning on talking about this I just here's ideas and you see how they could work but when you try them there might be some discomfort awkwardness and failures that doesn't mean that you're not making progress I'm going to give you one other tip okay Okay. let's look at the end of 2020 again maybe you've got a ticket to the UK actually fuck that I'm going to say you're going to Paris and the UK doable let's make it more (laughs) exciting come on you said you had a dream to go to Paris when you were younger yeah and you've never been no oh my god let's put that dream in there and your business is doing really well and you can work from afar right yes oh for fuck's sake make that a goal for the end of the year to book a ticket to the uk and paris okay come on doesn't that excite you a bit more when you think of it that way it does and your french has made improvements by that point that yeah it would have and on top of it all You've just bought your ticket. Now we're just going to go into fantasy land. So just stay with me a sec. I'm going to be flaky for a moment, but it's for a purpose. So imagine this. It's the end of the year. You've just booked your ticket. You're going to go visit family for like a week or so. Then you're going to Paris. So excited for a week after that, finally. And your French has been improving. And you're so thrilled. And you're like, I can't wait to tell my friends. Because you have some. How would that person approach the challenge of okay, now I'm going to make some friends and I'm starting kind of from scratch and it's weird. That person might make different decisions and that person's going to understand that it's not going to be a perfect, smooth, straight line, okay? It's going to have more compassion. That is true. Have fun with this. And can you uh, get back in touch when you buy your ticket and you're going to Paris? I totally shall. Okay. Have an amazing weekend. This has been great. Well, have an amazing... I hope that your siblings bring steak tonight so that you can cook something amazing. I hope so, too. To celebrate the good hair and the business bookings. (laughs) That is true. Thank you so much. So did you hear it? She totally sounded bored talking about her own goals at the beginning. And then she started talking about her business, and it was clear that she was so into it, right? She lit right up. And she's clearly driven and intelligent. I hope she uses those skills to find interesting people to connect with because I want her to find some friends to go along with that success. And if you're listening and you have some goals, do you actually want them? Are they worth getting uncomfortable for and and doing the stuff you're not in the mood to do? And it's not about that pushing through and discipline, but it's about using desire and really wanting the results. I promise if you figure out what drives you, it's going to change your life. 
So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And by the way, if you don't know what drives you or if you feel stuck or uninspired, don't chalk it up to lockdown. Get in touch. I can help with that. I do one-on-one coaching and I also have a group coaching program for leadership mindset for women. And happy to help you. You can find me at kickstartology.com. Link is in the show notes. And also don't forget, if you want to be on the podcast, there are links there or go to casuallycoachingstrangers.com. I'd love to have you on the show. Thanks. I'm Stephanie J. Marshall, and I do not have a sign off, and I'm not willing to use a really cheesy one in the meantime. Not going to settle. Bye. Gather here today.